welcome to episode 11 of The Act Counselor. I'm Angela Mitten. I'm so happy to be here today and appreciate all the people who have been listening. I can see there's been close to 700 downloads now of this show, this program. And it's very gratifying to know that people have been finding the episodes helpful. And I've had some encouraging feedback too. I've been a counsellor and consultant in Bendigo, Central Victoria, Australia, where I have a private practice. I also see clients in the online space from various places in Australia. Certainly online delivery of services has increased over the past 18 months and is something that we're all much more familiar with now. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about a workshop that I have available online and an upcoming course that I'll be also running online. I haven't always been a counsellor though. Aside from counting my teenage babysitting experiences, I started working with children when I was about 25. Found myself in the position of being a single mother and wanted to work from home. I started doing family daycare and looked after many children, did a certificate in childcare, at that time and was encouraged by my lecturer to pursue further studies in education. Since then I went on to get an undergraduate bachelor degree majoring in sociology and women's studies and then followed that a graduate diploma in education. I was a teacher for many years mostly in primary schools all the time learning new ways to support learning moving from classroom teaching to music teaching some art teaching and student well-being. While I was teaching in a remote Aboriginal community in the Northern Territory, I started studying psychology, but then shifted into a Master's in Counselling degree at Monash Uni. It seemed like a better fit. Looking back through all of that time, there was times when I was often really overwhelmed, and I also wasn't really crystal clear on my values. I kind of might have sometimes, if someone had have asked me, known what my values were, but I didn't have the clarity that I have now. As I said, there were so many times when I was really overwhelmed. I was juggling being a mum and trying to make ends meet and be the best teacher I could be, all the while trying to cope with some terrible things that happened, but keep up the appearance of a person who was coping. Nevertheless, Some of my values shine through when I reflect on that time now, like values like contribution and knowledge and education and persistence and fairness and justice. They were all there below the surface guiding my choices. I just didn't know it. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the importance of getting really crystal clear on what truly matters to you and explain why. By the end of this episode, you'll have a bit more information about how this clarity can help you with problem solving and overwhelm. Do you ever feel that you're sort of being pulled from pillar to post? Do you feel like you need some clear direction? Uncertainty about which direction to go can be quite overwhelming, can't it? When we don't have a clear path in life, we can feel a bit lost then when we are faced with a problem, it can be difficult to know which way forward, which direction to go. If we aren't aligned with what deeply matters to us, we can get dragged away from what truly matters or easily swayed when someone tests our boundaries. I never really liked the word values, though. 
I can remember sitting in staff meetings that went on for ages, trying to come to a consensus about what the five values were in the workplace. And it was like the values of the workplace were being forced somehow. Other times I can recall feeling like the word values had some sort of like moralistic tone. I've come to see now that knowing what your values are and being able to articulate them can provide insightful guidance when it all boils down to it. Values are about what truly matters. They're what we want to stand for in life. Over time, I've developed a much greater clarity around my values and how I want to live out my values. And the clarity is amazing when I'm faced with problem solving, although I can still have the potential to be tied in knots when I'm faced with a conflict of values. That's when two or more values might be in conflict with one another. When I was younger, I was, I was kind of a rebellious teenager, a bit wild, I guess, for the times, or so my mum tells me. I used to sort of back up against things like values. That word, yes, as I said, it sort of had negative connotations to me. The word sounded too much like towing the line. It conjured up images of old-fashioned stuffiness and being stifled. But I guess that left me in a bit of a hole. You see, life throws lots of challenges our way and there's pain and grief and loss and big, big decisions to be made. And the purpose of acceptance and commitment therapy is to build a rich, full and meaningful life, even in the face of these immense challenges. And when we know what deeply matters to us, we can stand firmly in our convictions, weigh up if our proposed actions are aligned and make values-based decisions, even in the face of the great challenges or adversity. The commitment part of acceptance and commitment therapy is taking committed action towards your values. It is about choosing moment by moment which values you are prioritising and moving towards those values. It's important to remember that these towards moves can be teeny tiny steps. Incrementally though, these actions build up and give us strength and conviction to continue. We gain momentum. Our life becomes more meaningful and enriched as a result. Tricky thoughts and feelings have less of a grip on us when we start walking down that path towards our values. Committed action in alignment with those values can take many forms. It might be apologising when you've hurt someone because you value connection, commitment and integrity. It might be going for a walk because you value fitness or good health or having a rest because you value self-care. It could be choosing to clean out your wardrobe as you value order, or it could be volunteering at the food bank because you value community and kindness. You can elect to bring particular values to the foreground in your life. Highlight them if you like. When people engage in random acts of kindness, for example, they are tapping into a personal value and then putting it out into the world. They are living the change that they want to see in the world. So what I'm suggesting here is that finding out what really matters to us and connecting deeply with this can bring a depth of meaning to our lives. I'm encouraging you here to explore what really matters to you. What do you want to stand for in life? From the moment people enter counselling sessions with me, I'm on the hunt for values. If I just asked a person straight out, what are your values? They might look a little lost. 
when people haven't really had these kinds of conversations, they can feel sort of disconnected or bewildered at that question. So I'm noticing, you see, often from the things they might be struggling with in other people. It's like tapping into identifying values in a roundabout way. I listen for the values that are at the core of their complaints. It's so unfair. She pushed in front of me in the line. I make a note that fairness is a value. My husband is so messy and disorganised. I make a note that order is important to this client. See how I'm sort of kind of flipping it around. I can build up a good sense of what truly matters to this client. Then at the right time, I can reflect those values back to them. Sometimes we tease it out. How does it matter? How is that value expressed in your life? Is that a value that you might want to be connecting with more frequently? How might your life be different if you did that? Try it now for yourself. Do you have something that's been upsetting you lately? Maybe something in someone else's actions or words. Now flip it back to yourself. Get curious. What information does this give you about yourself? Remember, it's all about you. Many other people will not be living their lives according to your values or even living in a way that appears to connect with any particular values. Come back to what you can control. I'd love to hear if this resonates with you or if you have any questions. Let me know if you try this. You can drop me an email at angela at chrysaliscounseling.com.au. I discovered Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, or ACT for short, while I was completing my Master's in Counseling and it resonated with me very deeply. So I set out to learn everything I could about it. And I'm still on that journey. It's a very deep and enriching one. While ACT can seem like a simplistic approach at first, I found it to be of great therapeutic value for my clients and for myself personally. It's a wonderful framework for simply living a rich, full and meaningful life. Because life's filled with ups and downs, pain, loss, frustration, trauma, confusion, shame, disappointment and grief. All those things come to visit us at some point. And ACT recognises this and doesn't set us up with false promises like life's always going to be a bed of roses. Rather, ACT shows us a way to handle the difficult thoughts and feelings more effectively so that they have, a, they have less impact on our life as we move in the direction of our values. I've found ACT to be such a supportive and compassionate approach to facing the challenges that life has thrown my way. And because of that, I now want to share this practice beyond the therapy room. So I have a free online workshop coming up soon. And in November, I'll be launching a short course to delve a little deeper into ACT. If you'd like to connect with me, join my waitlist in the episode notes. Until next time, take care. Thank you.